0: Okay. Anyway, praise the Lord. Uh, we were, we were, remember we were looking at Joshua uh, last Sunday. We'll actually cover the whole, anyway. When they get to the promised land, remember that Moses dies and then all of a sudden they go in and then boy, they wiped out, they wiped out Jericho immediately. Remember that? And all the things that took place there, you know, they, they were there about three days before they even started. Then that, that. Remember the, the Jordan River split? Good grief. If, and if you've watched the details, there's no way somebody just made this up. There's, you know, it, Anyways, this is just you know, beautiful history right here. Okay, so anyway. So we just left off here with in, in the sixth chapter. Notice Rahab and she's, remember Jesus is great, 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 great. She's in the genealogy. Now look at it. And they, and they keep saying, Rahab, it's almost like... Rahab the redhead. (laughs) How would you like to be called Rahab the prostitute? (laughs) Okay, okay. Well, that's what she was. All right. Wow. Oh, man. Anyway, so anyway, she gets saved. She's mentioned five times here toward the end. He said to the two spies, keep your promise. Go rescue the prostitute. (laughs) What a name. Why don't you just say Mrs. So-and-so? No, the prostitute. You just don't save those kind of people. Wait a minute. Who are we? Jesus saves us? Why? What's so special about us? Did we not need the blood like we just got through singing? Those are great looking young men singing, but they all know they need the blood. You know? Anyway, so they found her, they rescued her. Wow. Okay, so the last verse here in chapter 6 was, So the Lord was with Joshua, and his name became famous everywhere. Remember the whole holy land, which was really the polluted land at this time. They're scared of the Israelis. So here we go. So, but there was, uh uh-oh, look at that. But there was sin among the Israelis. This is Joshua chapter 7, verse 1. God's command to destroy everything uh, that was reserved for the, uh, no, excuse me, except that which was reser- reserved for the Lord's treasury was disobeyed. Now that's critical. God told them what, it's just like the manna thing. God said, don't go pick up manna the second day, or no, get so much, no, save it. Don't put it in the refrigerator and save it for the next day. But they did. Of course, there's maggots all over it and a whole bunch of, they, would, they just would not obey. Look at this. God's command to destroy everything except that which was reserved for the Lord's treasury was disobeyed. For Achan, the son of Karma, grandson of Zabdi, look at the details, the genealogy, from the tribe of Judah, took some loot for himself. And the Lord was very angry with the entire nation of Israel because of this. Whoa. He took some loot. Yeah, but if you don't get it, man, how you... Guess what? The very next time they go to battle, the Lord says, take the loot. So it's not a preacher thing. Well, I've got to have it for, you know, the new guys is Joshua. And, you know, all these televangelists, they're all after your money. Oh, please. That's not enough. You talk TV, you have no idea how much that stuff costs. Good grief. Yeah, but I just don't like the fancy cars. Well, why are you watching it? I mean, it's not us. but I'm just saying, don't you want to be like th- I don't want to listen to some maggot infested, doesn't know how to take a bath preacher. And that's certainly not Jesus. They were gambling. That's a good picture of his clothes right there after his resurrection. But he sported that stuff while he was prior to it. The only difference is the glowing part. And it was, he's so bright, you can't look on him. You know. Anyway, here we go. So after Jericho's defeat, uh, Joshua sent some of his spies, sent some men to spy on the land, the land anyway, the city of Ai east of Bethel. It was another small uh, town. Upon their return, they told Joshua, it's a small city. It won't take more than two or 3,000 of us to destroy it. Look, at the, look how they were there. Like, man, we get it. And that's true. Except for Moses had told them if they did this, this was going to happen. There's no point in all of us going. Okay, there was approximately 3,000 soldiers that were sent. And they were, look, whoa, soundly defeated. Look at this. About 36 Israelis were killed during the attack. Wow, and many others died while being chased by the men of Ai as far as the quarries. The Israeli army was paralyzed with fear at this turn of events. What happened? Joshua and the elders of of Israel tore their clothes and lay prostrate before the ark of the Lord until evening with dust on their heads. Now remember, Joshua doesn't know what happened. He just knows, we got killed here. What's going on? Now look what Joshua says. Now doesn't this sound like 40 years ago? Oh Jehovah, why have you brought us over the Jordan River if you're, gonna, if you're going to let the Amorites kill us? Why weren't we content with what we had? Why didn't we? Oh my gosh, can you believe Joshua said this? Why, we should just stay on the other side. Good grief. Oh, Lord, what am I going to tell Israel? Uh, And he says, yeah. Now, what am I going to do now that Israel has fled from her enemies? Notice this. That's not supposed to be normal. Well, some days good, some days bad. No, it's not. uh For when the Canaanites and the other nations nearby hear about it, they'll surround us and attack us and wipe us out. Oh, Joshua, you're so smart. Oh, you're so smart. Yeah, yeah. And what's going to happen to the honor of your great name? Look what the Lord did. Get off your face. (laughs) Get off your face. Israel has sinned and disobeyed my commandment and has taken loot when I said it was not to be taken. And they have not only taken it, but they lied about it and hid it among their belongings. Ah, come on. All this Jesus stuff. God doesn't know. We're just amoebas. We're bacteria. It's evolution, you know. (laughs) No, Jesus read everybody's mail. He knew who you were. You'll be called Cephas. You'll be called Peter because such and such. And he told it to Nathanael too. Whatever. And some other people. The woman at the well. Go tell your husband. I don't have one. That's right. Because you had five. <laughs> the one you're with now. Zacchaeus going to your house. How did you know his name? He had a badge on. Man. That's why the people of Israel are being defeated. That's why your men are running from their enemies. They are cursed. I will not stay with you any longer unless you completely rid yourself of this sin. Get up, tell the people now remember they don 't know what, who what happened. Each of you must undergo purification rites and prepare for tomorrow for the Lord your God of Israel, Lord your God of Israel says that someone has stolen from him, and you cannot defeat your enemies until you deal with this sin in the morning you got to come out by tribes, and the Lord will point out the tribe which is the guilty man belongs, and the tribe must come by its clans to the Lord to point out the guilty clan. And the clan must come by its families, and then each member of the guilty family must come one by one. And the one who's stolen that which belongs to the Lord shall be burned with fire along with everything he has, for he has violated the covenant of the Lord and brought calamity uh, upon, upon Israel. you got to remember, God's holy, okay? Don't start feeling sorry for this guy here, okay? you got to understand, this guy here wants me, like, just prior to this, there was an Egyptian youth who cursed God and said, may the God of Israel just, you know, whatever you want to say in American vernacular, you know. And they held him aside until the Lord said, what we got to do with this guy? And the Lord said, we got to stone him. Stone him. So it took place. Say, well, we just need to let this stuff go. Well, wait a minute. Where's it going? Anyway, so early the next morning, Joshua brought the tribes of Israel before the Lord. The tribe of Judah was indicated, saying, okay, it's going to be somebody in Judah. He brought the clan of the clans of Judah. The clans of Zareph were singled out. The families of the clan were brought before the Lord. That family of Zabdi was indicated. Uh, Zabdi's family was brought, uh, was brought man by man and his grandson Achan was found to be the guilty one. Now this story has been around forever and here is the story. So this is where it comes from. You don't get a better story about it than the story itself. Joshua said to Achan, my son, give glory to God of Israel and make your confession. What have you done? Well, he said, yeah, I have. Look at that. He didn't say, oh, come on, let it go. No, he knew it. I've sinned before the Lord God of Israel. I saw a beautiful robe imported from Babylon and some silver worth $200 and a bar of gold, $500. I wanted them so much, I took them and they're hidden in the ground beneath my tent where the silver, uh, with the silver buried deeper than the rest. So Joshua took some men to search for the loot. They ran to the tent, found the stolen goods hidden there just as Achan said. And the silver buried beneath the rest. They brought it to Joshua and laid it on the ground in front of him. Then Joshua and all the Israelites took Achan, the gold, the silver, the wedge of gold, his sons, his daughters, his donkeys, sheep. He took everything. Brought him to the valley of Achor. And Joshua said to Achan, why have you brought calamity? So remember this. It brought calamity on 36 Israelis lost their life. Actually more than that. Anyway, and the Lord will bring calamity on you. The men of Israel stone them to death and burn their bodies and they piled a great heap of stones which is fake. It's not real. No, look. The stones are still there. Even today, the place is called the valley. Look at it. The valley of calamity. And so the fierce anger of the Lord was ended. Mm. And we sang last Sunday. I forgot what the song was now, but it was the double cure. Uh, the double cure was the blood. Uh, and God, what was the name of that song? Uh, anyway, oh, uh, one made you pure and the other one, huh? yeah, okay, yeah. And um, But anyway, uh, so let's keep going. Then the Lord said to Joshua, don't be afraid or discouraged. Well, man, we just got our rear end kicked. No, he said, don't be afraid or discouraged. Take the entire army, go to Ai, go right back over there, for it is yours now to conquer. I have given the king of Ai and all his people to you, okay? You shall do to them as you did to Jericho and her king, but this time you may, ki-. look at this. This time, you may keep the loot and cattle for yourselves. Set an ambush behind the city. From the main, uh, Before the main army left for Ai, Joshua sent 30,000 of his bravest troops to hide an ambush close behind the city, alert for action. So he split them up to do something here. This was a battle plan. Okay, uh, This is the plan, he explained. When our main army attacks the men of Ai, we'll come out to fight as they did before, and then we're going to hightail it. And we will run away. We'll let them chase us as far... No, until they have all left the city, for they'll say, Hey, the Israelis are running away! Just as they did before. Then you will jump up from your ambush and enter the city, for the Lord will give it to you. Then set the city on fire, as the Lord commanded. You now have uh, your instructions. So they left that night and lay in ambush between Bethel and uh, and the west side of Ai. But Joshua and the rest of the army remained at the camp at Jericho. Early the next morning... Joshua r- roused his men and started toward Ai, accompanied by the elders of Israel, and stopped at the edge of the valley north of the city. Now, that night, Joshua sent 5,000 men to join the troops in ambush on the other side. Well, it was 30,000, so now they got 35. He himself spent the night in the valley. In The, in the valley, the king of Ai, seeing the Israelis across the valley, went out early the next morning and attacked on the plain of Arabah. But, of course, he didn't realize there was an ambush behind the city. Joshua and the Israeli army fled across the wilderness as though badly beaten and all the soldiers in the city were called out to chase after them. So the city was, whoops, well the city was defenseless. Hang on a second. Uh, yeah, defenseless. There was not a soldier left in Ai or Bethel and the city gates were left wide open. Then the Lord said to Joshua, point your spear. Now, I mean, come on, if you believe in the resurrection. You believe in all these, you believe God created you're You're going to see some wild stuff here. But who are we dealing with here? This is the Lord. Praise God, He's on our side. Then the Lord said to Joshua, "Point your spear toward Ai, for I'll give you the city." Joshua did, and the men in ambush saw the signal, uh, and they jumped up and poured into the city and set it on fire. When the men of Ai looked toward, looked behind them, smoke from the city was filling the sky, and they had nowhere to go. And Joshua and the troops, ooh, look at that, who were with the king saw the smoke. They knew their men who had been in ambush were inside the city, so they turned upon their pursuers and began killing them. The Israelis who were inside the city came out and began destroying the, destroying the enemy from the rear. So Ai, were, uh, the men of Ai were caught in a trap and all of them died. Not one man survived or escaped except for the king of Ai who was captured and brought to Joshua. Uh, let's see. The army of Israel had finished slaughtering all the men outside the city. They went back and finished off everyone inside. So the entire population, 12,000 and all, so there's the size of the city. It's almost like you could say South Huntsville or something, uh, was wiped out that day. For Joshua kept his spear torn it, pointed toward, uh, 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 toward Ai until the last person was dead. Only the cattle and loot were not destroyed. For the armies of uh, Israel kept them for themselves. Remember, the Lord had told Joshua they could. So Ai became a desolate mound of refuse, and it is still today. Joshua hanged the king of Ai on a tree until evening, but as the sun was going down, he took the body down, threw it in front of the city gate. He piled a great heap of stones there over it, which can still be seen today. Okay, wow. All right. Joshua built an altar to the Lord God of Israel at Mount Ebal. And uh, look at this. And Mo- as Moses commanded in the books of the law, make me an altar of boulders that have neither been broken or carved, the Lord said concerning Mount Ebal. This is when this happened. Then the priest offered burnt sacrifices and peace offerings to the Lord on the altar. And as the people of Israel watched, Joshua carved upon the stone a bunch of fake things. No, the Ten Commandments again. Here they go. Then all the people of Israel, including the elders, officers, judges, foreigners living among themselves, divided into two groups. Like Auburn, Alabama. Okay? Two, two, two mountains there. Half standing on Mount Gerizim and half at the foot of Mount Ebal, uh, between these two, I mean, between them, the priest with the ark ready to pronounce their blessing. Their what? Their whatever will be, will be? No. It's constant blessing. This was done in accordance with the instructions given long before by Moses. It hadn't been but, at this point, it hadn't been but about eight years or nine years. Then Joshua read to them all the statements of the blessings and curses. That's Deuteronomy 28. It wouldn't take me very long to read that. Moses had written in the book of the laws. Every command Moses had ever given was read before the entire... Wow. I'd have fallen asleep. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Every commandment was written. Look at this. Well, we left the kids in Sunday school. You know, and they were in daycare. No. Including the women, children, and the foreigners who lived among the Israelis. Now, you keep up the flow. When the kings of the surrounding era heard what had happened to Jericho, which was just a few days ago, now Ai has fallen. They quickly combined their armies to fight for their lives against Joshua and the Israelis. Now, I, I, granted, if you if you don't pay attention to what's going on here, you'll think, God, I tell you, God just, I guess it's like here in, in America. We we wiped the Indians out. Now, look, if you go back and look, people are retelling history all the time. Those Indians were killing each other. They had human sacrifice. They were doing all, they weren't the sweetest bunch on the vine let's go back and look at Genesis just a moment let's go to Genesis chapter 15 let's talk about the holy land just a minute Abraham this is 600 years six or 700 years before the Israelis got to uh well actually we can tell it's 400 400 no, it's, it's, we'll just say roughly 500 all right anyway so God talks to Abraham uh that evening this is when there was a sacrifice Abraham told him anyway let's get right to the punchline look at verse 13. Jehovah, that's the Lord, the Lord told Abram, your descendants will be oppressed as slaves in a foreign land for 400 years, but I'll punish the nation that enslaves them. Uh, look, look at this. They'll come out with great wealth. That's the Israelis coming out from under Egypt, right? Look at this. You will die in peace at a ripe old age. Boy, you want to grab that. That's you. But look at the rest of the details that God knew. After four generations, they will return here. Here they are, Joshua. Joshua. To this land, for the wickedness of the Amorite nations, that's what's going on, living here now, will not be ready for punishment till then. What's up his crawl? Human sacrifice, kids being thrown to the fire, worshiping the sun, and all the other evil things that go along with that. That's what's going on. Look at that. They're not going to be ready for punishment till then. You know, that's the reason preachers throughout the years in America, a lot of times they'll get off on this thing and <laughs> they're shaking their heads about America. Yeah, we got to watch it, man. You take a look at what's going on in abortion and stuff like that. You think our nation is going to just keep on cruising and cruising if we have officials just saying, "Well, it's okay"? And like they did, what just recently, the the governor of North Carolina, what a what a fool. We'll leave the baby on the table. He'll be all right. And if the mother decides she can't have it, i got to execute the kid. Oh, yeah, we're going to really get away with that. But thankfully, you know, you and I, we know better. And our nation's still blessed. And that's only because of Jesus and us. That's only why. Okay, so let's get back to this. So back over here to uh, uh, where we at? Joshua. Here we go. So they are in the promised land. And let's see, I think we're at six. No, we're not. We're at seven. Let's see, seven. We already get seven, didn't we? Yeah, seven, eight. Here we go. We're a lot further than that. Okay. Oh, uh, they wiped that out, didn't they? Yeah, here we go. So here's all these other kings. These are these Amorite kings. Boy, they heard what happened to Jericho. They quickly combined their armies to fight for their lives against Joshua and the Israelis. These kings of the nations west of the Jordan River, along with the shores of the Mediterranean, as far as the north and the Lebanon mountains, Hittites, Amorites, Canaanites, Perizzites, Hivites, Jebusites. But when the people of Gibeon, look at this. When the people of Gibeon heard what had happened to Jericho, look what these liars did. Okay. They resorted to trickery to save themselves. Notice they weren't thinking, you know, we might can beat them. No, they knew they couldn't beat them. So what they did, they sent ambassadors to Joshua wearing worn-out clothing as though some were on a long journey. patched shoes, weather-worn saddlebags on their donkey. Oh, patched wineskins. Look at this, and dry and moldy bread. Boy, they were doing it, weren't they? When they arrived at the camp of Israel at Gilgal, they told Joshua, the men of Israel, we've come from a distant land. Oh, we're nowhere near, and we want a peace treaty with you. Well, first off, why would you even come if you're that far away? Anyway, whatever. The Israelis replied to the Hivites, okay, uh, how do we know you don't live nearby? For if you do, we can't make a treaty treaty with you. Why? Because the Lord said, wipe everybody out. Okay. They replied, hey, we'll be your slaves. But who are you? Joshua demanded. Where do you come from? Okay. And they told him, we are from a very distant land. We've heard of the mighty might. Remember, all this is fake, isn't it? So why would you write this down if it's fake? We've heard of what the Lord your God and all that he did in Egypt. Well, that never happened. <laughs> Hello? And then look at this. And then what you did to the two Amorite kings, Sihon and King Heshbon, that's before they got in the promised land. Moses was still alive when that happened. So our elders and our people instructed us, prepare for a long journey. Go to the people of Israel. Declare uh, our nation to be your slaves and ask for peace. Look at this, liars. Oh, this bread was hot when we left. (laughs) But as you can see, it's dry and moldy. Right, right. These wineskins were new, but now they're old and cracked. Our clothing and shoes have become worn out a long, hard trip. Joshua and the elders, uh, anyway, the leaders finally believed them, but they didn't bother to ask the Lord. Look at that phrase. They could have known. What could you and I could have known if we just asked the Lord? You know, like your job situation. If If you don't ask the Lord, ask the Lord. Look at that. Wow, what a takeaway right here. Anyway, but they went on ahead, signed a peace treaty, and the leaders of Israel ratified it with an agreement with a binding oath. Three days later, the facts came out. These men were close neighbors. Oh, the Israeli army set it uh, at once to investigate and reach their cities in three days. The name of these cities were Gibeon, Shepharah, Beeroth, and Kirijerim, whatever. The cities were not harmed, look at that, because of the vow, which the leaders of Israel had made. Boy, the people of Israel, look, they were ticked off about this. Well, yeah, because they thought they might get in trouble. They didn't. With the peace treaty. But the leaders replied, well, we swore to the Lord we wouldn't touch them and we won't. We must let them live for if we break our oath, the wrath of Jehovah. See, there it is. They didn't want that wrath happening again, you know. Okay. All right. So the servants of the Israelis chopped uh, their wood, carrying their water. Now, before I go any further, if you've read long in the time of David, there was some people that came to David and they wanted uh, vengeance. There was, anyway, there was, there was also a famine going on. And it was because Israel had broken this oath. Actually, King Saul did it. King Saul had a bunch of these people killed, and uh, that was what was behind it. Anyway, okay, keep going here. So the Israel made these guys wood choppers and carrying their water. Okay, all right. Joshua summoned the leaders and demanded, "Why did you lie to us by saying you lived in a distant land when you were actually living right here among us?" No, look what they said. Now curse. Well, he said, "Now curse be upon you for this moment. You must always furnish us." With servants and chop wood and carry water for the service of the Lord. Okay, well, they said, well, we did it because we knew we were going to get killed. <laughs> so this was better. All right. They knew Jehovah had instructed his disciple Moses to conquer the entire land and destroy all the people living in it. Now, how did they know that? Well, they just knew they'd seen it. We feared for our lives because of that. Uh, let's see, I jump there. Yeah. But now we're in your hands and you may do with us as you wish. But Joshua would not allow the people of Israel to kill them, but they became woodchoppers, water carriers for the people of Israel and for the altar of the Lord, wherever it would be built, for the Lord hadn't, the, Jerusalem wasn't set up yet. This arrangement, look at that. It's still in force at the time of this writing. Ah, but this is all fake. No, it's not. Look at this. Look at this. When uh, Adonai Zedek, the king of Jerusalem, whoa, boy, they're knocking on the door, aren't they? Yeah. They heard how Joshua captured, captured and destroyed Ai and killed its king. And the same had been done to Jericho. God, they keep repeating this stuff that didn't happen. See, this is not a mythological book. This is a historic record. And how the people and look at here's so now they've added to it. And the people of Gibeon made a peace treaty with Israel and were now allies. Boy, he was a, he was frightened, for Gibeon was a great city, as great as the royal city, and much larger than Ai. And its uh, men were known as hard fighters. Wow. Okay. So King Adonizedek of Jerusalem sent messengers to several other kings. Watch how this shakes out. They're going to get wiped out. Actually, the whole campaign's fixed. Look at that. We're at chapter 10. Joshua doesn't go, but to 24. The whole Holy Land is fixed to be destroyed in the next chapter and a half. King Hoham, Hebron, King Piram, Jeremiah, King da, 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 da whatever. Uh, come help me destroy Gibeon, he urged. Now, Gibeon just made a deal with Israel. We'll just be your slaves. He urged them for they made a peace. They made peace with Joshua, the people of Israel. So these five Amorite kings combined their armies for a united attack upon Gibel. The men of Gibeon hurriedly sent messengers to Joshua at Gilgal. Now, this is what I was saying a moment ago. Watch this. Have, I mean, you, you have to challenge yourself and go, do you believe Jesus is resurrected from the dead? Well, I was taught to. Well, yeah, but do you believe? Yes, I believe Jesus rose from the dead. It's, it's not a mythological story. Do you believe he fed the 5,000? Yeah. Do you believe he healed these blind men? Do you believe Lazarus was raised from the dead? Do you believe he created all things? Or do you think, you know, that? you, know, see, I mean, you believe in something. So just to say you don't believe stuff is really, it's, it's almost like we're conditioned not to believe. Okay. That's why a lot of times we're just not thankful because we think, well, it just worked out. Like that movie I was talking about, that girl was going, wow, I left the bedroom, went in this bedroom, and then a car comes crashing through. That was well, just a coincidence. No, it's not a coincidence, man. Okay, here we go. So, come help your servants, they demanded. Now, these are the bad guys. Come quickly and save us. Oh, no, no, excuse me. This was Gibeon. Gibeon heard about it. Remember, they made the, f- f- anyway, there, Israel has accepted them. They, uh, Gibeon hurried, sent messengers to Joshua at Gilgal. Hey, come help your, notice what they call, your servants. Come, he- come quickly and save us for the kings of the Amorite who live in the hills are here with their armies. Joshua and Israel army, boy, they left Gilgal They went to rescue them. Wow. Don't be afraid of them, the Lord said to Joshua. If they are, no, that for they're already defeated. You know, he's been saying that. They're already defeated. They're already defeated. I've given them to you. Not a single one of them will be able to stand against you. Well, that's what he said in Joshua 1. Joshua traveled all night from Gilgah and took the enemy armies by surprise. The Lord threw them in panic so that the army of Israel slaughtered great numbers of them at Gibeon, chased the others all the way to Beth Horan. Who's writing this down? Obviously, we're not a bunch of bozos. Even today, we tell details. Some of you write your historic things. It's called a diary, you know, whatever. We read all about you. Killing them all the way as the enemy was racing down the hill to Beth Bethhoron, the Lord destroyed them with a great hailstone, that great hailstorm that continued all the way to Azor. In fact, look at this: more men died by that hailstorm <laughs> than Israel could go after. Now look at this: as the men of Israel were pursuing and harassing the foe, Joshua prayed out loud. Now watch these words: ain't nothing you do about the weather. <laughs> That's because we won't do nothing about the weather. Harassing the fro, Joshua prayed out aloud, Let the sun stand still over Gibeon. Why? (laughs) You want more daylight, okay? Let the moon stand in its place over the valley of Agilon. And the moon and the sun didn't move until the Israeli army finished the destruction of the enemies. (laughs) Oh, God. This is described in greater detail in the book of something we don't have. So there's other records out there. So the sun stopped in the heavens and stayed there for almost 24 hours. We got the link of time right there. I heard one scientist one time, whatever, the thing I'd read, he was trying to calculate back and he was missing something. He went back and threw that 24 hours in it and it worked out. That's kind of creepy. Is it creepy? Or do we believe? I mean, the Lord references Joshua, so all this had to be true. Anyway. Look at this, look at the phrase, there had never been such a day before and there has never been since when the Lord stopped the sun, what, and the moon, what does he say? All because the prayer of one man. Well, it was just a one-time incident? No. (sighs) Just like a one-time person, whatever. Don't do this. I mean, don't, 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 don't be the person that never gets involved in asking the Lord for things. Anyway. For the, but the Lord was fighting for Israel. Afterwards, Joshua and Israel returned to Gilgal. During the battle, the five kings escaped and hid in a cave at Machedah. When the news was brought to Joshua that they were found, he issued a command that a great stone be rolled against the mouth of the cave and that guards were placed there to keep the kings inside. Well, you know what's going to happen to these kings, but what's the wording here? Look at this. Joshua commanded the rest of the army... Go on chasing the enemy, cut them down from the rear. Don't let any of them get back to their cities for the Lord will help you completely destroy them. Joshua and the Israeli army continued to slaughter, wiped out the five armies except for a tiny remnant that managed to reach their fortified cities. The Israelis, here they come. They came back to that camp, to Machedad. Without, lo- uh, what? Now, that's not the first time this happened. When they killed Gog and whatever, Sion and Gog, on the other side, when you know, just before they got in the promised land, they did the same thing. Didn't lose a single guy. Then the Israelis returned to the camp without having lost a single man. After that, no one dared to attack Israel. Man, I want some of that. Don't you want to just be, you want to not be a statistic? You, you, this happened to you before you hear things too. I got one yesterday, got a text message from the group I work with. And they said, uh, they named whoever it was, uh, so-and-so was killed in a car wreck yesterday. Ah, God, it makes you think. Oh, my gosh, you know. <sighs> life is fragile. Yeah, life is fragile, but we got Jesus. We got help. I, didn't, I knew this guy for, about two, for a couple months. Everybody else knew him a lot longer. He had already left the program, but he died in Odessa, Texas in a car wreck yesterday, you know. What about us? Look at that. Uh, without having lost a single man, no one dared to attack him. Joshua now instructed the men to remove the stone from the mouth of the cave and bring out these five kings. Oh, going to give them badges. No. Joshua told the captains of the army to put their feet on the king's neck. Yeah, but it might not always work out this way. Oh, yeah, it is. Don't ever be afraid and discouraged, Joshua said to his men. Be strong and courageous, for the Lord's going to do this for all of your enemies. <gasps> With that, Joshua plunged his sword into each of these five kings. Don't feel sorry for them. Remember that they were the ringleaders of probably throwing their nation to the fire, whatever, worshiping all kind of crazy gods, and doing other kind of nasty things. It's unbelievable. Okay, uh, so anyway, killing them and he hanged them on trees until evening. As the sun was going down, Joshua instructed that their bodies. Richard, don't tell. I mean, I, I can guess. Well, yeah. Here it goes. He pulled the bodies down, thrown them into the cave where they've been hiding and a great pile of stones was placed at the mouth of the cave. This pile is there today. Wow. Okay. On that same day, Joshua destroyed the city of Makeda, killed its king and everyone in it. Not a person in the entire city was left alive. Then the Israelis... Now, if you'll notice, we're going to see in the next chapter as we go, then we got to stop. But this is like, you just move in. The Israelis got to the promised land flowing with milk and honey. It's like i got to build me a house. They didn't need to build a house. They walked right into these. These were their places. All these cities. Anyway. Uh, there too the Lord gave them its city and its king. Every last person was slaughtered just as Jericho. From Libna they went to Lachish and attacked it. And the Lord gave it to them on the second day. Here too the entire population was slaughtered and, and, at Libna. There's another, another thing I want to point out. This is why Israel is hated in the Holy Land. A lot of these other descendants and stuff around there are just hated they do, they don't like, <laughs> well, I feel sorry. No, I don't feel sorry for him. You know, God did this to point out to the whole world he's there. And as you remember what happened, this all led to Jesus coming. Anyway, during the attack on Lachish, the king of Horam Gezer arrived with his army to try to help defend the city. But Joshua, see, it didn't stop, it didn't stop Joshua. Joshua killed him and his entire army. The Israeli army then captured Eglon on the first day. (laughs) On the first day? Yeah. As in Lachas, they killed everyone in the city. After leaving Eglon, they went to Hebron, captured it, and surrounded it. And they wiped it out. Not a person was left alive. Then they went back to Debur, and they quickly captured it. All of its outlying men, they wiped them out. Wow. Joshua and his army conquered. There it is, the whole country, the nations and the kings of Israel, the Najib, the lowlands, the mountains, the slopes, destroyed everyone in the land just as the Lord God of Israel had commanded, slaughtering them from Kadesh Barnea to Gaza and from Goshen to Gibeon. This was all accomplished. Look at that. In one campaign for the Lord God of Israel was fighting for his people. Then Joshua and his army, they returned back to Gilgal. Now, When the king of Jabin, Hazor heard what had happened, he sent urgent message to, he's going to try to pull this off. The king of Joban, king of Saram, whatever, the king of this, all the kings of the northern hills and the kings of Erebra along the south. Look at this, kings east, Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, the, (laughs) the Hivite kings of the cities of the slopes. Everybody's now doing a national world war. All these kings responded, mobilizing their armies, uniting to crush Israel. Their combined armies, along with vast arrays of horses and chariots, this is not going to last, covered the landscape from the springs of Merom as far as it could see. They established their... Oh, this is like, well, there's no way you're going to beat this bunch. Oh, yeah? Look what the Lord says. Hey, don't be afraid of them. For this time tomorrow, they'll all be dead. (laughs) Sorry, you horse lovers, but watch this. Hamstring their horses, burn their chariots. Joshua and his troops arrived suddenly at the springs of Merom and attacked. Oh, gosh. The Lord God gave the vast army to the Israelis who chased them as far as Great Sidon and the place called Salt Pits and eastward to the Valley of Mizpah. Not one enemy troop survived the battle. Remember the Six-Day War? 1960-something, even in uh, our lifetime? Wow. Six-Day War? Hmm. Anyway, then Joshua and his men did as the Lord instructed, for they they hamstrung the horses, burned all the chariots. On the way back, Joshua captured Hazar and killed its king. Hazar had one time been the capital of the federation of all those kingdoms. So see what happened? Got the mothership. Every person was killed, the city was burned. Then he attacked, destroyed all the other cities of those kings. All the people were slaughtered, just as Moses commanded long before. Remember, if you didn't, these guys were going to be thorns in your side. They were going to lead them into idolatry. Same kind of, oh my gosh. Anyway, however, Joshua didn't burn the cities uh, built upon mounds except for Hazar. The loot and the cattle and the ravaged city was taken by the, look at that, Israelis. What happened to all this stuff for the Lord? That was just that one time. Anyway, for the Lord had commanded his disciple Moses, and Moses passed on the commandment to Joshua, who did it as he was told. He carefully, we're stopping right here obeyed all the Lord's instructions. So Joshua conquered the entire land, the hill country, the Negev, the land of Goshen, low lands, hill lands, okay, all of it. Israel's territory now extended from the way of Mount Halak, from Mount Sarah to Baal Gad. Now, if you think 40 years earlier, remember the spies said, we can't do this. Ah, oh, we want to go back. Ugh, oh, cost them their life. They had to wander for 40 years till they died out because all this was theirs. Only Joshua and Caleb said, oh, we can take it. Anyway, and Joshua killed the kings of those territories. You're gonna get a roll-up number here, watch this. It took seven years of war to accomplish this. None of the cities was given a peace treaty, ah, oh, except for one, remember that, the Hivites of Gibeon. All the others were destroyed. The Lord had made the enemy kings want to fight Israel instead of asking for peace, so that they were mercifully killed as the Lord had commanded. Look at this, this period of Joshua uh, during this period, Joshua rooted out... Oh, this is this is Mother Goose right here, isn't it? No, it's real. Rooted all the giants, the descendants of Anak, who lived in the hill country of Hebron, Debir, Anak, Judah, and Israel. He killed them all, completely destroyed their cities. Not one was left in the land of Israel, though some still remained in Gaza and Gath and Ashdod, which Caleb's going to take care of in a moment, but we've got to stop. So Joshua took the entire land, just as the Lord had instructed Moses, and he gave the people of Israel their inheritance, dividing the land among the tribes, so the land finally had rest. The rest of it goes, goes pretty quick, but we won't go any further here. Uh, this, uh, this next set here talks about Caleb, uh, but anyway, and Caleb actually says that Moses said, Because I was only, you and me were the only ones that said we can take the Holy Land. Uh, anyway. Joshua says, that's that's right. So he gave him his chunk of land. And Caleb says, I'm as strong now today as I was then, and he was and he's eighty years old now. He actually, anyway, but anyway, but he says, I know there's giants on the hillside, but I'll get them. (laughs) That's what he says. That's what Caleb says. I'll get them. That's in the next chapter. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you, Lord. We know your word's history. Praise the Lord. We know it's facts. We appreciate what we see here and what happened. Father, we thank you, Lord, that we're not going to be fearful. We're not going to worry either. So, Lord, if we're facing uh, a problem with our bodies or something, uh, we're not feeling good, you'll take care of that. If it's financial, we're not worried about that. You take care of us daily. And Lord, if it's something else, something great, whatever it is, you know you'll fix that. And we just think you'll get us out of trouble. And that doesn't leave anything left but for us to keep a diary and keep a record of the things you've done in our lives as we tell them about Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord.